Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode 26 of season three, the very best one yet. So I'll keep the introduction short. We have a special guest on today's podcast. I'd like to introduce you to Megan Gorecki. Megan is the social media manager for the 2021 national champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. So welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on to the Daily Grind. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story, and I am excited as well. So uh, yeah, I'll get the ball rolling here. So Megan, can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your Daily Grind? Yes. Hi, guys. I am Megan. I am the social media manager for the Milwaukee Bucks. As you mentioned, the NBA champion, <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. I started there about six months ago, five months ago. I basically got very lucky, and I started during the Eastern Conference Finals. So just got there for the tail end of their championship run, which was an exciting and wild and crazy time to join. Kind of got thrown into the fire and just kind of learned on the go. Very nice. That's awesome, Megan. Again, we're excited to dive into more of your background and your expertise when it comes to social media, in sports, all the above. So yeah, perfect timing to have you on the show. Actually, when this episode airs too, it'll be, I think, the fourth four-month uh, anniversary of the championship. Yeah, good timing. Exactly. <laughs> I think we hit Energy. it right. Yeah, we hit it right on the Daily Grind here. So yeah, um, just diving into your background. Like, How have you used like your early experiences you know, in sales and marketing? And with your grind, like morphing into more social media. Yeah. So I started off kind of like, I knew I wanted to work in sports when I went to college. The first few years, I was just kind of getting any experience and internship opportunities I could. So I kind of started off in the marketing space and like journalism on the side. And as I kept taking more classes and kind of learning what I wanted to do, my like last semester, actually, before I graduated, I took a social media marketing class. And I was like, huh, like people do this for a job. Like they just are on Twitter all day. Like, obviously we all know now that that is not all we do, but um, it was such like a, a whole new world opened up for me of just kind of realizing like, oh, this, this could really be a career for me. And then I started kind of like digging into it more and I really loved this class and it kind of combined like my interest of like marketing as a whole, but kind of in a more short, succinct kind of way. So um, I kind of to, got to explore it a little more. And then at the end of that class in the six months and ready for graduation, I was like, yeah, I think social media is kind of like the realm I want to go into. So I got a little lucky with that, but grateful that there was that kind of class to steer me towards the end of my college career. That's that's awesome. And then, yeah, just speaking on behalf of our young daily grinders out there, we have a lot of people tuning into this show that are you know currently in college or recent grad kind of trying to navigate what career path they want to go down. Sounds like your experience in those classes really helped out. And then even to what drew you to like sports in particular and want to pursue that professionally? 
Yeah. So I'd always been a sports fan. I grew up that way. Um, my dad um, was blessed with three daughters growing up. So he didn't really necessarily have um, boys to go to sporting events with, but he always took us to Wrigley when we were growing up. So every summer that was like our girl day with our dad. We go to games every year and that kind of started my like love of sports was like going to Wrigley every year. And then from there, I'd say probably like seventh or eighth grade, I started to realize like the NFL existed and like so many other sporting teams and events. So it kind of just grew from there. And the more and more like sports I consumed, I was like, this is great. This is so interesting. I love it. Um, not just like the story, like the things happening on the field, but the storylines behind it. And like, then I feel like as everyone in their like mid twenties, like saw Aaron Andrews on the sideline and everyone was like, Oh my God, like this, this is great. This could be cool. Like, I'd love this opportunity. Like her job looks amazing. Like I feel like so many of us and like so many women my age were like, we always thought like we wanted to be the next Aaron Andrews. So I feel like she was a big um, person for me that I was like, yeah, this looks like an awesome job. Like I feel like I could rock at this. So I continued to kind of keep it in the back of my mind as I went through high school. And then as I stated, like I knew I wanted to go into sports when I was making my college decision. So that kind of helped me decide where I ended up because I knew they had a good sports communication program. I went to Bradley University, by the way. So go Braves. And so that kind of led me to the sports communication field. And then from there, I kind of took off from there. Really well said. Just with your background, again, shedding light in this area for our future daily grinders that are trying to pursue this after college in general. Go, go Bradley. I actually, fun fact, I toured Bradley back in the day. I ended up going to UW-Madison for college okay. for undergrad. But uh, yeah, I can definitely attest to the sports realm there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley was a great opportunity for me with sports communication. They have a great sports communication program. And also, fun fact, the current bachelorette is from Bradley. Uh, we went to school together, so that's my little claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, we get, uh, love the Midwest roots and all the upbringing. It brings out, you know, sports, TV, entertainment, list could go on and on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just speaking of uh, your involvement, like in social media, how has social media changed your grind and what has its biggest impact on the world of sports? Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> I would say like my daily impact, obviously it's something like I like the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is like check like whatever notifications I got or what's going on on Twitter. Like what's the trending topic. I'm definitely like someone who loves Twitter and lives on Twitter. So that's like my main social media. I think it's also great for news and kind of any other thing that's happening. I think it's the best way to keep up with everything that's happening on like such a quick turnaround, which also has its downsides when you're like doom scrolling and you see so many things happening in the world, especially after the last two years of what we've all kind of been through. So I would say those are like the positives and the negatives of that. But I hope that at least gives you a little insight into like sports. And obviously I also love using Twitter as a way to like, see what other people are doing on the social space. I think it's such a creative industry and like from the collegiate level to the professional level, there's so many great, impressive people doing awesome work. So like, I think keeping track of that on Twitter is always fun to see like what teams are doing and what creatively is interesting and how can we maybe do something similar to that and like, but make it our own. Um, so I think it's a great way to kind of draw creativity from there as well. Oh, definitely. Really well said, Megan, like Twitter platform is so big. 
definitely over the years or just since college, like the number of features I've added on where you can really connect with, you know, athletes, players, coaches, news, okay. you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, sports teams, like all, all the above. Absolutely. Have you seen any like uh, big call outs since, since you've been with Milwaukee Bucks or just in general over the years with your involvement in sports in, in the media? Like um, that you've noticed over time or yeah, I guess like market trends. Yeah. I feel like this one is always interesting because I feel like it changes regularly and I never consider myself much of a like trendsetter, but um, I try and keep an eye on it. But I think like with the new um, NLI rules or NIL. NIL. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Okay. Right. (laughs) This is what happens. I leave college sports and all of it goes out the window. (laughs) (laughs) with the new uh, NIL rules, like the amount of content that these athletes are making now, I feel like is so interesting and really cool. And I think it also sets them up in a really great way, not just financially, but also for like their professional career. I feel like if they end up like moving on, um, they kind of already have a really good base of like their social and also just like their personalities that can help like guide them to even get sponsorships when they get to a professional level. Yeah, definitely. We just had a couple weeks where we had eight in the box productions, this like founding team from Northwestern University. These two guys are trying to be that that middleman, that connection to help support a college athlete specifically mm-hmm. on social media and creating content in general. So like, that's how I remember. <laughs> but awesome. uh, yeah, yeah. So I can just see how different pieces are all now fitting together. Do you think over the years with athletes in general, like, it's basically a must-have to have a social media presence, right? Absolutely. I think it can only be beneficial for you really going forward. And again, it kind of sets the table for like your post-college career, how things are going to look. So I definitely think it's important. And even those two, like myself as a fan or just in general to like grow your personal brand from a career standpoint as well, how, being on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it definitely helps you see what's going on and stay connected, right? Absolutely. And I think it's also a really great like networking tool as it is as well. Like I know Twitter has become that for me so much in the last few years, just connecting me with so many other women who work in the industry and people who are kind of like behind these brands and sports teams. Like I feel like it's been such a great way to hear about new jobs that are being posted or even just like connecting with, uh, again, other women who work in the industry since there's not as many of us as there should be. Yes, really well said. Yeah, I was gonna say when you mentioned Erin Andrews, it's like, oh yeah, light bulb moment. I remember she was like one of the top trailblazers and uh, women in sports, and we really support that too here on the Daily Grind. We have our our feature of the week, uh, hashtag Woman Wednesday. So we like to nominate females in sports on our Twitter platform specifically, but then even on Instagram and Facebook, we go outside of the sports industry as well, just highlighting different seasonal moments in general. So uh, really are up for that charge and just uh, like yourself too, uh, working in social media, my other, my day job too, working in the uh, sporting goods industry. So I think it just goes to show that we really want to have that female presence and show that we can lead and help support uh, sports for many different aspects of the business. Absolutely. That's great. So yes, speaking of, you have quite the grind going on. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks but what was like one key thing that's helped you master your grind like from a so- as a social media manager as well as you know content coordinator like all the things that you do yeah I am very much old school where like I love making lists I think like you can give me as many like content manager calendars like 
on my computer, I will still use them, but I also need to write everything down myself. It's how I like remember what needs to happen. So I like have a planner. I have lists. I like write everything out that I need to do for the week. And I think it just like mentally one like puts me in a very good place of like, okay, this is my week. This is when I know I need to get done. And then also like helps me remember everything that I need to get done. So I think like staying organized is key. Um, that would be like my biggest thing. And then probably like always remaining calm, even in like chaotic situations or situations where um, maybe things are not going your way or not as planned. That is, I feel like it's always good to stay level-headed, which I think is one of the things I do very well. Probably have a lot of, there's really high level moments, very stressful moments, both on and off the court. Uh, me being a fan, just watching the games and everything, I can definitely understand what's going on in the online setting too. And all the different things that happen and now with the whole cancel culture as well just people getting into the uh, how fans or just people interact so yes yeah, speaking of like interaction and engagement what strategies do you use to promote the most engagement amongst fans or to capture the biggest moments strategy in general like from a consumer uh, lens yeah i think from our end we are not as inclined or like making it our main goal to focus on engagements. I think um, for like a long-term strategy, we ultimately want to like our fans to be our best friends kind of thing. So we look at it as building like a very strong community. Bucks fans as a whole are all very nice, very Midwestern, I would say, very loyal. They are very passionate. Um, and now as I'm like continuing to learn more about them, um, they are very nice, I would say for the most part, which is welcoming. It never gets old when they say like, good morning, admin, or like reference me in admin at any time. I find that very endearing. So keep it up, everyone. We appreciate you. <laughs> but I think like the heart of it for any social strategy is just really getting to know your fan base and understanding their why and what interest them and what do they want at the end of the day to know or learn about this team whether it's on the court or off the court and so I think that's kind of what we strive to do because these players have plenty of great stories off the court to tell as well as like what they're doing on the court so that's awesome I, I love it hopefully I'm I'm one of those nice fans <laughs> being yes. from Wisconsin <laughs> yes everyone always has a good meme to send which I appreciate keep the memes coming but I think at the end of the day like we want to build such a community online and that's I think what social media was always meant to be and it obviously doesn't always end up that way but that's what we would like to have um, on our social channels yeah, really well said, Megan. And even just going back to your points earlier on just those connections online or even networking or just building those relationships or staying in touch with people on those platforms. That's why I use a lot personal standpoint, just being in touch with others and a great way to communicate to people that, especially even during this time too, that are like abroad or from a virtual setting that you can't see on a daily basis in person. So uh, that's really great to hear. So yes, we mentioned the introduction. Milwaukee Bucks are the, the NBA champions. How has being a part of the championship team, you know, changed your view on your grind? Could you describe the feeling of being able to hold the Larry O'Brien trophy? That's, that's huge. Yeah, it felt, it was a very weird feeling, I would say. Like I said, I was three, three and a half weeks into the job. I hadn't moved to Milwaukee yet. 
So I was kind of going back and forth between Milwaukee and Chicago. And I felt like I had put in a lot of work in the last three weeks. But obviously, like everyone I was with had been there for the entire season. So I felt very much like, oh, my God, do I deserve this? Like, have I earned it? Like, obviously, I'm going to enjoy it and celebrate it with everyone else. I did work hard for those three weeks. But um, it was kind of like a bittersweet moment of like, I, this is amazing. I want to like, enjoy and kind of soak up everything that's happening. And like, who knows if I'll ever get to experience this again in my career. So I was kind of enjoying like everything that had to do with it between like the holding the trophy and, you know, going on the parade bus and covering a parade from that way, everything that kind of came with it. And then in the back of my mind, I was always like, okay, now we need to repeat or do this again, because like, I want to be fully invested, like working my butt off for the last year trying to get to this point again so I can fully experience this championship feeling from like someone who had been there the entire season. So I think it was both like fun to celebrate and also like very motivating to be like, okay, now we got to get back. Yeah, really well said. And even too, do you have any specific moments you want to share with us on the daily grind? Uh, just from that uh, going from Eastern conference finals to uh, the NBA finals in general or the parade time or just yeah any of the above that were fun you know maybe bts behind the scenes that us <laughs> as fans would would love to to hear about yeah i think like the whole thing was just an entire whirlwind i think maybe there were like six minutes left in the game where we realized like oh my gosh we're gonna do this like wild and then like everyone else is celebrating and like that's when like our foot is on the gas because we've got like a whole folder of content that we're ready to like spew out because we've had all these things ready to go. And I think like my head was down for the next like two hours, just like turning out all this content that was incredible due to like COVID protocol. Also, we weren't allowed to like go to the locker room or anything like that. So there was like maybe one, my boss was in there, but that was about it. But we tuned in all of us to like the guys going live on their Instagrams and we would like cut content from there. So that's always fun to like kind of get an inside look as you guys all do, of what goes on in those situations on IG Live. And then I would say the parade moment was definitely like a, wow, like life is wild kind of moment for me. So I was jam-packed on a bus with a few of the players and like all of their friends and like the bus was packed. I could not move an inch. Um, I was like standing on the top of the chair trying to get all this content because I am 5'2 and these players are not 5'2. So <laughs> I'm like standing on this bus that's moving, like trying to like shoot video from my phone of like everything that's happening while like people on the street are like throwing beers at the guys. And like, I had like Pat Connaughton was like next to me and his friends were there. And I was like, guys, I just need you to protect me from flying beers. That's all I'm asking for. So they did a very good job. They took care of me while I was like shooting video and trying to get whatever. Um, I did not get hit with any beers, which was the thing I was worried about. I was like, I do not want to become a meme. This is not what today is about. Like <laughs> that is my national nightmare. So um, I think just like standing on top of that bus was a really surreal moment for me. I've like witnessed a few parades in my lifetime as a Chicago Cubs fan and a Blackhawks fan. So I've gotten to see them from the street, but then like having that whole like reversal of like, wow, I'm actually in the bus now. Like it was a really cool experience and I am forever grateful for it. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, even too, just from those big moments of uh, the whole championship, that whole time frame in general, to now to the kickoff to 
this season that we're currently in is your day very like each and every day is obviously different for like a, a game day versus an off day yeah I would say now everything feels a lot less intense as it did like my first few weeks there just for like the sole purpose of you know it's not the finals so I'm like oh this game is chill compared to that but overall like basically our every day is kind of different but our basic content outlook is like okay it's today game day is it a non-game day so our content roughly stays the same if it's a game day or a non-game day so that's kind of how we look at it I base my schedule basically off of whatever the book schedule is so that's kind of how I operate my day um but yeah that's like one thing I really love about social and working in sports is like every day is different for the most part and you never know what's going to happen or what could come up that day um so it keeps you on your toes which I appreciate Oh, that's great. Yeah. Love, love the variety. And again, we love the content that you, that you present with us on from an online setting in person. Like, again, I think it just goes back to your points of having the, the strong community and the, the fan base. Love to see it. So yes, we talked about, you know, social media trends a little bit earlier. Do you anticipate any stuff for, you know, going into 2022? Um, not just from like Milwaukee Bucks, but maybe just sports in general or open up, up open up the, the door here. Yeah, I think you're starting to see it even more now, but um, like athletes really taking over their own like branding and personality. So like having their own vlogs and like really showcasing, like obviously teams are doing it to an extent, but players are realizing they have their own power and they can also sell this content or not and just kind of showcase as much as they want and kind of own the narrative to what their life looks like um, on and off the court. So I think that will continue and will be a really big market and really interesting to see. Um, and it's awesome to see like these athletes kind of take over their, their power in that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for what's best yet to come. I feel like each and every year from social media to like content creation to all those different platforms, it just keeps on getting bigger and better. I feel like just from a Absolutely. quality perspective, innovation, product perspective for me talking on the, the sporting goods side. So that, yeah. that that's awesome. So yeah, I'm excited. There's probably a lot more. Uh, you want to provide us any teasers perhaps? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> but just talking about like in the future. So like for your future grind, do you hope to still accomplish like this field going forward? You've had tons of fun. You've had basically roller coaster moments like the big highs I mean there's probably lows too with a lot of different stressful moments but uh social media in general yeah I definitely want to stay in the social space I think like getting this job was probably a, a very big milestone for me and I kind of like I don't want to say I've reached the pinnacle but definitely like a big goal of mine has been crossed off now I knew I wanted to work on the team side of things so I'm very content to stay here for a while and see how the grind of the NBA works. And then I would say like the only other interest I really do have is I would love to work in sports, but abroad. So I don't know. I'm just going to put it out there for anyone who may in, you know, five years or so want to send something my way. But um, whether it's like from an Olympic capacity or something like that, I'd love the opportunity to just like live somewhere in Europe potentially and work for a sports team or an organization or an international organization yeah so i'll put that out into the world we'll manifest that for another day i love it yeah i love the hashtag goals here we're all about supporting them 
Yeah, you got me motivated too, just with like the Olympics happening this year, the in Tokyo, and then even to a repre- uh, great representation from the Milwaukee Bucks team, not just on Team USA, but uh, other teams as well. Great to great to see. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was a uh, it was fun to cover even just over the summer from what we could. But um, yeah, that is definitely a goal of mine to come. That's that's great. Do you, I guess in general, do you travel then for, for game day, like away games too, or are you content for home or? So currently I do not travel. Uh, my boss travels. So that's kind of where we're at now. I'm definitely still getting my feet wet um, and working remotely as we kind of build up our team here. But obviously I'm at every home game um, and covering from that aspect. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to bark on the calendar. I'm hoping to go to one of the home games once i'm back in town i'm located in portland now but uh, i moved right right around the same time you did <laughs> going up so uh, i knew uh, i know bucks are coming to blazers next february so for sure excited okay. to see you guys in person mm-hmm. yes mark it on the calendar definitely so i think to megan again young daily grinders out there, you know, trying to navigate what they want to do uh, with their career. What is a, your advice to our, our younger audience in the social media sphere and how can they, you know, interact with whether it's like a media outlet or uh, people that they network with to best market themselves on social platforms? Yeah. Like I said, like Twitter, I think is your best friend when it comes to this. I've met so many people in the industry and industry adjacent, I think there's so many other openings that I think we don't think about either. Like you can work in social media, but work for a brand or a sporting good place or so many other, an agency, so many other opportunities that's not just like working for a sports team. So I think it's always good to stay open-minded in that aspect because there's so much great experience that you can get, not just from working for a sports team. And I think like starting off at other places in my career really helped me because it gave me the experience I had to finally get where I am now, which is with the sports team. So I've continued to use Twitter to your use. There's, you can connect with so many people that you normally wouldn't be able to. And I think it's way more personal than like a LinkedIn request is. I would argue that Twitter is a better resource than LinkedIn when it comes to networking. And so continuing to kind of obviously not be obnoxious, but continue to kind of follow people, see what their their likes and dislikes are. You get to know them more as a person. I think it makes it personal too. So when you do see a job posting that someone posts on Twitter, it's much easier to shoot them a message and be like, I've been following you for this long. And like, I know you're interested in this, this, and this. I am also interested in this, this, and this. Like would love to have 15 minutes of your time. I feel like Twitter kind of gives you a better avenue for like informational interviews and like kind of just getting more FaceTime with someone that you wouldn't necessarily be able to if you were just like on LinkedIn. So that's great advice, Megan. And even too, I can add on as well, just like if you're not able to directly work in for a sporting company or sports in general, there's a lot of different brands that interact, whether it's their partners of the Milwaukee Bucks or sponsors or host different events, like you can you can get connected so well and like cross over a lot of the times with people that like that directly work for those brands and then even to it opens up doors i would say another thing as well for our college related audiences guest note speakers or if you're involved in different organizations 
Um, I think they, again, you can ask questions and I feel like a lot of times people are really open like yourself to, you know, sharing their knowledge and what they do in their, their day-to-day job. I think that helps people just come more familiar about, uh, what they could be interested in down the road. Absolutely. And I will give a little plug to Wise Chicago, which is um, an organization that I've been involved with now for a few years. Um, And I think they do a great job of connecting so many women who work in the sports industry and even sports adjacent. I would say probably at least 30% of the people who are members there like also work for major corporations, but just in their sports partnerships departments or things like that. So it's another great avenue that like you don't really think about, about there's so many, you know, fortune 500 companies that are willing to spend money on sports partnerships. So this is a great way for you to kind of mix your two likes in there. So I want to give a little shout out to my Y Chicago family. I am grateful for them and their community. So many great women. Wonderful. Yeah. I just came across Wise Portland. So I think they're like nationwide. Uh, yes. with their chapters. They have chapters all over the city. So um, if they have one in your city, I highly recommend joining or checking out more. They do a lot of events, um, whether it's networking or panels, um, so many great events. And I've met so many amazing people through there. So highly recommend. And I'm so glad you're checking out the Portland yeah. chapter. Yeah, I just came across them. Uh, so it's like, oh, again, perfect timing. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Chicago, so yeah, you are from Chicago. You recently moved to Milwaukee. So yeah, congrats on the move and everything. Thank uh, you. How do the two cities differ and how you reflect, reflect this in your social media and digital content strategy? Yeah, so I do think, I always say, hopefully this does not offend anyone, but I always say like Milwaukee is a small Chicago. It's like one neighborhood of Chicago. But Chicago is just filled with so many neighborhoods, obviously a much larger city than Milwaukee is, but I am enjoying it here. It's just on a much smaller scale, I would say. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think Milwaukee is a great city, super affordable, like people are very nice here, like very Midwestern nice. Um, Everyone always says hello to me in elevators and like any chance they can get. I'm like, they do not do this in Chicago, but thank you. I love it. Um, But I would say again, like as we approach the strategy going towards social, we're keeping those like Midwestern values kind of in the back of our mind and like anything that like Milwaukee is a very interesting city because it is very like diverse and also Midwestern. So you kind of have these two different dichotomies of like city and suburbs. So how do you meld them together? Cause the bucks obviously represent everyone. And so I think that's what we kind of try and do. And we have a really great community program with the bucks that kind of, works with all these different communities and local businesses to kind of meld everything together. Um, so we work with them a lot to kind of keep a tabs on what's going on in the community. So I'm definitely still learning it in the last five months I've been here, but um, I will say everyone has been very nice, it's been enjoyable to kind of learn Milwaukee as a whole um, and just get used to the differences I would say between Chicago and Milwaukee. That's that's great to hear, Megan. And even too for our daily grinders that are you know transitioning to a new career or mo- relocating to a new city, like I myself too. Do you have any best practices or advice or different pieces that kind of helped you with your transition for moving from Chicago to Milwaukee? Yeah, I think it's always daunting a little bit and intimidating to move to a new city, especially if you don't know many people. And this is not the first time I've done it. So um, I feel like you'd think it would get easier as you get older, but I think it's harder. But I would definitely say like 
just put yourself out there. Continue to put yourself in situations where you can be social and meet new people. And I know like post-COVID, it's a little harder than it was before, but I also think people are a lot more willing to connect with others now because of such a solitude-filled time the last two years. So um, I would definitely say like continue to put yourself out there and put yourself in positions to be social and don't be afraid to like invite someone from work out to drinks after or like grab coffee with someone. So I would say like put yourself out there. And then on the other side of it is like, don't be afraid to take yourself out. Like I very much am trying to live on the like romanticize your own life and like take myself out to breakfast with a book and do things with yourself and enjoy that time. Like you can do a lot of things around your new city, discovering new places by yourself. So don't be afraid to do that. And I promise like no one is judging you as much as you are. So give yourself a little grace. Oh, really well said, Megan. Those are great. Um, yeah, just I can just uh, agree on both of those points on uh, being social. Like, again, something that you're passionate about, whether it's sports or some other industry or hobby, like search for organizations, if there's pickup leagues or networking groups, um, definitely raise the flag for finding those opportunities and exploring and then yeah on the flip side too again I like the balance that you offer too I think that's really great perspective because like you don't have to be social all the time or if you're not if you haven't tried that out before I think it's always cool you can always you know look at different restaurants or order takeout or there's a lot of different events that happen in great cities like Milwaukee and other cities in general all over the U.S. so I definitely encourage that to explore be yourself uh, and do something that you're you're looking to do absolutely great yeah so Megan we t- we talked about your daily grind you are you got quite the grind going on with the Milwaukee Bucks what do you what's on your daily grind uh the rest of 2021 uh looking into uh next year too yeah I think the biggest thing is uh just getting used to an NBA schedule I think that's been a big adjustment for me Obviously, I was working in the college sports before, so, like, we'd have our Saturdays were, like, big days, so I, like, mentally prepared for my Saturdays to be, like, 12-hour days. Now it's, like, hey, we have, like, last week we had three games in four days. Like, just a very different grind and like, how I manage my time, um, and I think that'll be, like, the biggest hurdle and obstacle for me this year is, like, um, in, like, a random end of January game, like, not feeling exhausted when we still have, like, three or four months left to go, so... I think that'll be the biggest uh, adjustment and obstacle for me going forward. Wonderful. Yes. Sounds like we got a lot of great things on the calendar. Uh, as always, uh, go Bucks. <laughs> uh, but yes, Maggie, we talked about your story. Very inspirational. Do you have a worthy to motivate our listeners out there? Quote, saying. Oh, my goodness. There's so many. I feel like I, I'm like a sucker for a good quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I will like, I keep a list, a running list of my phone of um, like quotes that I really love. Um, I think the one that has served me the most in this season of life in the last four or five months is grief and gratitude can coexist. Um, so I know that's like kind of different and interesting, but um, obviously I was like grieving a little bit, leaving Chicago and like kind of the life I had built there. Um, but I was really excited for this opportunity and it was like kind of a dream job. So moving to Milwaukee was definitely the right step and I do not regret it, but so you're grateful for this amazing opportunity I've had of like winning an NBA championship and then also like kind of grieving, um, like moments that I don't necessarily have with like 
living in Chicago anymore. So I would say that's the one that I've like focused a lot on more recently. Hopefully that wasn't too like depressing or down, but um, I think that one has given me the most solace. That's great, Megan. No, I think it fits perfectly with today's episode and just seeking those different opportunities, but also uh, being realistic with your goals and understanding where life can take you and uh, be ready for it. That's great to hear. Uh, last but not least, Megan, if our listeners have questions, comments, you know, want to follow you on social, how can I do so after the podcast? Yeah, obviously I talked up Twitter enough, so you guys are welcome to follow me there. Um, you can just search my name, Megan Grecky, and it should be up there. And my handle is Meg underscore Atron 13 also. And then LinkedIn, I would say, is definitely the other place you feel free to reach out. Um, you can find me there as well. Wonderful. Uh, we'll put Megan's contact info in today's show notes as always. Uh, thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Megan for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our sports marketing intern, Davis Johnson, 